Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. Patients who came to me uh, because of the fertility issues usually went through all the procedures from the Western medicine side, like IVF or the egg transfers, and they came to me for the like a last choice to try. And then they tried acupuncture and traditional medicine for a while. And my experience, like eight out of ten patients got pregnant. Yeah, wow. yeah. That clip was from our guest of the show today, Dr. Lisa Kim, our favorite acupuncturist in all of Long Beach. I'm Jason Berlin. I'm one of the hosts of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, along with... Oh, that is my cue. I am Katie Berlin. (laughs) You didn't see the finger... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, because you're listening. The listeners couldn't see the I, finger guns. I'm sitting were. right next to you, and I also didn't see any finger guns. Maybe I just clicked a little bit with my... <laughs> you had imaginary finger guns. They were there. They were pointed. <laughs> but uh, I am the host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast, Katie Berlin. What up? So, yeah, um, we've been kind of stuck now in the house for... Uh, has it been four weeks, five weeks um, in quarantine now? Yeah, I think I've been here for maybe longer than that. I don't even remember the last time that I went to the grocery store. Jason's been making the grocery store runs. But today I did go to the post office. It was weird to integrate myself into society. And all I had to do was drop a prepaid package into the container where you drop prepaid packages. And I felt like a rebel. And for our loyal listeners, they probably remember the last time Katie left the house was also to the post office, I believe. That was like four weeks ago. I am <laughs> I have a wild post office renegade in yeah. here. But uh, this episode with Dr. Kim, we recorded back in February and... Dr. Kim goes deep at the end into coronavirus protection. At the time, I think there were only 67 cases reported in the U.S. was her quote from the day that we had the interview. It's pretty wild to see how this has evolved and materialized over the past two months. And oddly enough, she gives very similar advice to our current state right now, which was, you know, wear gloves, wear a mask. And she totally called it. It was very weird, very wild. So we met Dr. Kim about three years ago. She's an acupuncturist that we found when we moved from West LA down to Long Beach. A good friend recommended her to me and I could not be happier that I found her. So I saw her as a patient, just as like an everyday patient. I love acupuncture. It's my favorite healing modality. I've been getting acupuncture since I was about 19 years old. So it's a go-to and one of my first methods of healing that I'll turn to even if it's something as simple as like a stuffy nose all the way to something more quote-unquote chronic (laughs) like when I was pregnant I pretty much went to see Dr. Kim every week. I've also gone to Dr. Kim a number of times because I actually have eczema and she's been able to work some wonders with that um, increasing, you know, the blood flow and the circulation from doing cupping and moxibustion. And so she's been a lifesaver in the Berlin household. And if you are unfamiliar with all those terms that Jason just mentioned, we do dive into them within the show. So let's introduce Dr. Kim to the Elevate the Vibe audience. Lisa Kim is an integrative health practitioner that uses traditional Chinese medicine approaches to provide comprehensive treatments to deliver effective results and lasting results. She's worked with many doctors, researchers, and specialists throughout the medical field, finally finding her passion in oriental medicine in 2011. She received her master's in acupuncture and oriental medicine from South Baylow University, California, and is currently in the process of earning her doctorate in the practice. She believes there is a close relation between Western and Eastern medicine and that her experience in both fields gives her a unique perspective on helping her patients on their journey towards wellness. So without further ado, Dr. Kim. All right, so we'll get started. So welcome. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) We are excited to have you. Okay. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Okay, Uh, my name is Yunji Kim, and I am an acupuncturist uh, working in both Long Beach and also Torrance area. 
it's such a pleasure to be here with you too. And thank you so much for inviting me here. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, we are actually patients of Dr. Kim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has tried and true. Yeah, seen us through many different parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty cool to have her here to pick her brain because anytime I come into the office and she'll be applying a point, I'll say, what, uh, what, what is that for? What is, what is this going to do? <laughs> so I'm glad that we get to pick your brain a little bit more. <laughs> so before we get into the specifics on acupuncture, just give us a little background on where you grew up and mm-hmm. what led you to traditional Chinese medicine. Oh, okay. Uh, I originally grew up uh, in Seoul, South Korea. And I spent most of my earlier uh, years in Korea with my uh, family. Uh, actually, I came to United States in 2002 for the undergraduate years. Uh, I grew up in a family working in both uh, Western and Eastern medicine. My mother had seven uh, sisters and two brothers, and like a big family. That's and, huge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was like common uh, in Korea at the time. Yeah. So she she has uh, the big family, and they are all working in a. Um, the hospital field, doing the business together in one hospital building. And I literally grew up in the hospital building with my cousins and, and my siblings. Yeah, so that's how I started to dream to become a physician because that's all I saw and I uh, experienced while I grew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. After I grew up, oh yeah, I just naturally tried to find a way to uh, become a physician. So I came to U.S. and I studied the cell and the developmental biology and also the clinical science during the undergraduate year. Was that with a point to go into pre-med? Yeah, that to, was to the go whole to the goal. Pre- yeah, 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 yeah. But when I came to U.S., I didn't know I could study uh, acupuncture in U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. Like acupuncture or the traditional medicine, it's more Asian cultural, you know, traditional yeah mm-hmm. medicine, right? So when I think about U.S., I only uh, thought about the Western medicine field. So I uh, went into the pre-med courses. Yeah. But already <clears throat> in your mind, if that if you would have known that would have been an option, that was something that you yes, would have been course. interested yeah. in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because uh, in Korea, uh, in more like Asian countries, uh, there are more traditional medicine in basis of your uh, all life. Yeah. Right. Like it's just naturally how you grow up. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. even something that you think about like, quote unquote, here we go to an acupuncturist or an herbalist or go to see someone that practices traditional Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. But when you're growing up, it's just sort of ingrained. Yeah. In your yeah. Everyday, everyday life. Like life. your eating, your lifestyles. Yeah. Like even your uh, thinking strategy. Yeah, everything, yeah, about the traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. Interesting, because this is getting off topic a little bit, but um, there's so many people that are obsessed with Korean beauty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, maybe it has nothing to do with the face masks Uh that you're putting on and everything to do with how you're thinking about your body as an Mm -hmm. entire system. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know... Yeah, for example, the, the your skin is just one of the uh, manifestation of the problems inside of your body. Yeah. Right. So if you have something like acne or mm. psoriasis mm-hmm. or an eczema, it's really just from an your indication. Inside. Yeah. It's just the symptoms of the original problem in inside of your body. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to be able to continue to tell your path to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. About that. <laughs> We could easily go for like six hours talking about so many Yeah, yeah, sure. So (laughs) what I enjoyed mostly is the um, pretend play, being Mm -hmm. like a doctor, Mm -hmm. yeah, with my uh, family members and also my friends. And I tried to research on the the human body and also um, like their symptoms or yeah, anything uh, about the biology and I talked about it with my people around and I enjoyed that and from that I found myself I really enjoyed it and I think it was kind of rewarding even though I was little yeah so I continue to uh, fulfill my desire to become a physician by studying and practice medicine over the years yeah 
So you graduated <clears throat> with uh, the biology degree. Uh, yes. From like uh, kindergarten to 12th grade, uh, I spent most of time in Korea. And then I spent one year in U.S. because uh, most of uh, my father's side family is in um, America mm. at the time. So I, I could have opportunity to come here to learn English for a year in, in the high school. And then I went back to Korea and I prepared to come back to U.S. Uh, for the, the college years. So I studied like three years undergraduate in University of Wisconsin-Madison and I studied uh, clinical laboratory science there. And then, you know, honestly, uh, because of the weather, <laughs> it was it was really torturing me. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah harsh. So I had to... Um, come down to California, it was like a paradise to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I continued study in California State University and I got bachelor's in cell and developmental biology over there. And um, I uh, prepared for the uh, entering the medical school. And uh, while I was preparing for entering the medical school, I got to know about the acupuncture school in uh, America, which is the South Baylor University. Uh, they have the campus in Los Angeles and also in Anaheim. So uh, I applied there and they offered me the, the full scholarship. So it was a great opportunity. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. And I already had my dream inside of my mind. Uh, I know the Western medicine is very important to our lives, but in my experience for the patients, it's more easier to contact with the, the uh, traditional medicine doctor. So like your everyday life, you can just call to the doctor and you can come by anytime and you can get some information about your uh, home remedies or everyday uh, daycares. Yeah. So for me, it was like more like a friendly. So why not? So I, I could start studying the, the acupuncture yeah, in America. Yeah, in yeah it's University. more accessible. You don't necessarily have to call and wait for weeks to yeah, get an appointment. Yeah, and then yeah. you can go to one doctor who may be mm -hmm. able to help you with so many different situations or mm -hmm. symptoms that you may be feeling versus mm -hmm. having to go to like five different specialists. Yes. Yeah. For example, when you are just having the simple headache or like a indigestion, you don't need to like find the full list of the insurance and try to find the, the doctor and make the appointment and it takes time and you need efforts to yeah, get in the line, you know, yeah, it's, it's too much for just a simple illness. So even my office from your house, it's like a five minute, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I hop in the car. Three and a half. Really. Yeah. yeah, I hop in the car with like five minutes to go. I'm like, yeah. all right, I gotta get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So these days I'm working like seven days a week. Yeah, so I can reach to my patient anytime. So yeah, I appreciate I it. <laughs> you're welcome. So at South Balo, you're there, and it's not necessarily a quote unquote four-year program but when you go and study traditional Chinese medicine what does that look like what does the program look like what are the different aspects that you learn because mm -hmm. of course you're coming with some sort of knowledge but if there's anyone who maybe has never tried acupuncture traditional Chinese medicine doesn't really understand how it works on its own plus in integration with Western medicine mm -hmm. that's all aspects that you learn in yeah, the program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so like in Asian countries, it, uh, the the concept and the idea about the acupuncture and the traditional medicine is already based in your life for everyone. But in the Western countries, it's still kind of vague and it's kind of difficult to understand. But for example, if you study like English or unrelated subject in undergraduate college and you came to acupuncture school, how can you uh, adjust to the, the new concept of the study? Uh, but it's not uh, hard because the education in the schools in Korea and uh, the education in U.S. is kind of a little bit different. Yeah, uh, in acupuncture school here in South Baylor, they try to make students understand in the basis of the, the Western medicine concept. Yeah, try to relate it the, mm. the Western medicine concept to the Eastern medicine concept so everyone can understand easier. 
about the, the acupuncture and traditional medicine. Yeah. Probably because you have so many patients that come to you who have tried Western modalities mm -hmm. and Western doesn't work. So then they're almost coming to you like, I don't really know what else to do. I've mm -hmm. tried this specialist. I've tried these different topical creams. I've tried changing my diet this way and it doesn't seem to be working. Mm. And then they end up coming to an acupuncturist sort of like, I throw my hands up. I don't really know what else to do. Mm. How can you help me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happened Yeah, almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for example, um, I cannot say my uh, specialist is the infertility, but um, I am getting more patients like every day uh, about the, the fertility issues. So I am seeing more patients about it and I am more interested in, into the, the concept. So anyway, patients who came to me uh, because of the fertility issues, they usually went through the, all the uh, procedures from the, uh, the Western medicine side, like, you know, for example, IVF or the egg transfers. And they, they came to me for the like, last choice to try. They always ask me, oh, I, I've been through this, 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 and it was just so hard. And I, I am almost like... A, almost like ready to give up. Yeah, yeah ready to give up about getting yeah, pregnant. And then they uh, tried acupuncture and traditional medicine for a while. And my experience, like eight out of 10 patients got pregnant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, I know that the Western medicine is very important for everyone. Yeah. But uh, there are certain things that uh, Western medicine concept cannot bring uh, everything to the patients. Yeah. It's not everything. So. so what are some of the key aspects of traditional Chinese medicine that are sort of grounded in the foundation of the medicine? Like, for example, like your qi running through your body, the blood system, the mm -hmm. different meridians. Can you talk about some of those at like a high level? Okay. Uh, so basically, uh, when you get into the, the acupuncture school, the first thing you learn about is uh, yin and yang. In the nature, that's two different uh, concepts, and uh, underneath the, the two two yin and yang the concept, there's like a five uh, element theory, which is the the water, fire, earth, metal, and wood. So everything in the nature can be in the category of those five. Yeah. So we are learning that, and uh, inside that also our human body is uh, also divided into like a certain um, energy meridian, like a, the blood the circulation systems and on the, the meridian and the collaterals, uh, there are all the acupuncture points that connecting directly to your certain part of the body or the brain, yeah. And with the different elements, the five elements, mm -hmm. you can sort of look at someone almost and kind of get an idea of what element they are. Yeah. Even just from their physical structure, their mm. facial features, how they What present. element am I, Dr. Kim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing you for a, <laughs> for a while. So I, I know your body character and uh -huh. your your own uh, the, the characteristic. So uh, in my uh, opinion, I think you're in the like uh, uh, between the earth and the the wood. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to yeah. be wood. No, wood is that's oh, good. Wood is good. Wood is okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wood has an energy to the branch out. Yeah, to the the world. So okay. you are always like uh, trying new things, and but your root is always in the earth, right? Mm -hmm. So you're you're you have your own um how can I say the strong mind inside. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. What about me? <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. Wait. What's Katie? Katie is uh let's see um more like a <laughs> uh, between the fire and the metal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. That gives you two a great match, yeah, because you you have different uh, elements, so you can um, give the the uh, what is the deficient part from your partner, yeah, like that, yeah, so it's a good harmony. What are some of the characteristics of each of the five? So you mentioned like wood, mm -hmm. you kind of branch out, strongly rooted, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, for example, first one, the the water, water has. Actually, it doesn't have the its own uh, shape, right? So it can change it to any shape. Uh, See, I thought I was water. 
Oh, you are. Like, <laughs> you think you can turn in I, any shape? I what thought are you I was. About? I thought I was water and wood. You are. Mm. You That's are what metallic. I thought. No. no. <laughs> I leave a metallic you, taste you in are, your mouth. No, you are not malleable or ductile. <laughs> I'll burn your ass with <laughs> flames. Yeah, something like that. Yes. No, like uh, I said, fire and the, the metal because mm-hmm. uh, fire is the the origin of the the worms. Yeah. It gives warmth to uh, every <laughs> no nature. Yeah, without the fire, we cannot make new things. So, and fire and metal, if they meet together, you can make the metal into the more like a valuable things. Yeah. So, okay. And you always have the, the good energy. Like, oh, yeah, when you. you come into the clinic and when I met you first, you always uh, greet me with uh, like a bright smile and a uh, bright energy. You are my acupuncturist. <laughs> you are the person I am most excited to see like, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I felt you, uh, it's more like uh, the worms and the fire. Yeah. What about metal and earth? Uh, metal, it has uh, the cold in nature. W- when we think about the metal, it's more like uh, uh, jewelry is metal and coins and uh, the money. So it has the energy that everyone wants to get it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I see that. Yeah. I see that in you. That's why I don't let her leave the house a lot. I'm like, what are you wearing, I'm lady? I'm in this room all yeah. the time. And there's like a chain link over there. Yeah, yeah, it has its own characters, yeah. <laughs> and then what about Earth? Our Earth is the center of everything. For example, in our body, our digestive system, uh, it, it located in the middle of your body, right? And it controls all the nutrition and it's center of the digestion, right? There's the stomach. Stomach is the Earth. So if you think that concept in the nature, uh, Earth is the middle of everything. So if there's a too much fire, it tries to sedate down the heat. And if there's a too much water, it blocks the water flow. And the earth is giving the nutrition to the wood to grow. And also the, the earth is the origin of the metal. So it's like a center of everything. It's like a medium. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that. And it just sort of clicked for me mentally because there's so much focus on gut health right now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to hear you say the earth is related to the stomach mm-hmm. yeah. and sort of like your center mm-hmm. where so many of us think of our body as separate. A lot of people mm-hmm. think like, Oh, well, why would my foot pain be related to something in my neck? Like why would headaches be related to something in my gut? I don't mm-hmm. understand that, but there's so much research and information coming out now that shows that relationship between our gut and the rest of our body mm-hmm. and traditional Chinese medicines like, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've known yeah. this for thousands of yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Catch on, Western. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, even uh, in our everyday diet, the ginger belongs into the earth, and ginger is the number one herb for everything. So when you learn the acupuncture in the acupuncture school, the first herb that you're learning is the ginger because the ginger uh, can be medicine for every different kinds of uh, the diseases or illness or any issues in the body. Yeah. And when you, when you go to traditional Chinese medicine school, not only do you learn about the body system and needling points, which is so much what people think of when they think of acupuncture, mm-hmm. they just think of actual points where you're needled but there's also the big aspect of the herbal side Mm -hmm. there's moxibustion Mm -hmm. gua sha cupping as well Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are others too that yeah acupressure tuna or the electronic acupuncture yeah other than acupuncture treatment the the second biggest one is the moxibustion in uh, uh, acupuncture therapy moxibustion is the compacted grinded herb uh, called Aye. Aye is the uh, Asian type of mugwort. So they uh, already the grinded the herb and cured the herb first and then put on the like a holder uh, beneath the compacted herb. And I ignite the top part and they burn down into there's a little hole inside the, the compacted herb and it burned down and the warm energy goes into the, the hole and into the acupuncture point and it generates the good uh, energy circulation uh, in the body of the area or the warm energy goes into the problem area to help to heal itself inside. Yeah. 
Because circulation is a big part of traditional Chinese medicine. It's Mm -hmm. almost like if you are not getting proper circulation somewhere, there is a blockage of some sort. Yes. Uh And that blockage can cause all sorts of other issues that maybe you're you're just not even thinking of. Mm -hmm. What I love about moxibustion, the first time I ever had it, I was 19, I think, 18 or 19, Mm -hmm. and I was seeing an acupuncturist, and my energy was spiking in the evening but low during the day and I was an undergrad and I was like this is not making sense like yeah it's great when I want to go out at night and party I have plenty of energy <laughs> why was it like that <laughs> I'm like did I train my body this way <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> but then when I needed to get up for class at 8 a.m and then work all day long after that I was so exhausted and one of the facets that the acupuncturist worked on with me was she was using the little moxibustion yeah it looked like incense yeah yeah she used it on my baby toes Mm -hmm. and on my toes to create circulation down into my feet because my feet were cold Mm -hmm. i mean there's so many benefits that i was getting not just from moxibustion but from the acupuncture itself and i that was my first introduction to it and i was blown away but um, yes, continue on because <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah, um, if you're thinking about the moksha question, you can just think like this. Um, I'm using the moksha instead of the acupuncture needle on the acupuncture point. So there's the sticker bottom of the, the moksha. So I can easily put the moksha on the acupuncture point and I wait until it burns down until the like, bottom area. And then I detach it and I do it like the... The first set includes the, the three amoxibustion um, sticks. Depending on how severe the illness is, I decide how many moxa sticks to use. Yeah. Uh, other than moxibustion, uh, I also use the um, the cupping therapy. There's a two major different kinds of the cupping therapy. One is the the dry uh, and the, the using the plastic cup, the regular cupping therapy, and the other one is the fire glass cupping therapy. So uh, both have the similar effect, but for example, if you are a sports athlete and you always have like a severe muscle pain, that case I use the, the regular cupping using the, the plastic cup and it has a little bit stronger intensity comparing to the fire cupping. Fire cupping is more like a massaging therapy. So I move around the, the cups uh, on the body uh, to increase the circulation all over the body and I first used uh, like essential oil on the skin to increase the, the mobility of the glass cups on the body so it can move easily on the body so it can increase the, the circulation and basically the fire cupping I used the fire inside of the cup to make the vacuum in the, the cup and put on the skin and it's uh, it uh, sucks up the, the uh, energy and the blood of the area and it stays on the skin like that and when I release the cup the blood and the energy release out throughout your body quickly and it increased the uh, circulation of that area and also inside of your body so fast mm-hmm. that uh, resets of your uh, circulation and it unblocks the, any stagnation in the body yeah and commonly when I've received cupping or if somebody thinks about cupping, you're usually laying on the table and it's almost like a massage table face mm-hmm. down. And a lot of times cupping's performed on your back, but it can mm-hmm. be performed almost anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah mm-hmm. your, you, you, your cases, yeah, I use the back mostly, but uh, when my patient coming for any like a knee pain or the uh, thigh pain the, or leg pain, I use the smaller cups and I do the similar treatments that I did on the, the back area, uh, but on, on the like a leg or the arm or the shoulder, yeah. And a lot of people think that <clears throat> seeing the marks from cups yeah. uh-huh. could, I mean, there's almost like information to be decoded from that, <laughs> depending yes. on... On what, how intense the cup... Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the color of the your color skin of is. And it's not it's not a bruise because it doesn't hurt, but it's just it's like... like a, a hickey, almost. <laughs> you, have like, you have like 10 hickeys on your back. Like, what was my wife doing to me? But they're all she very She doesn't have a that big mouth. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. that thing... 
when it get when the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So because of the vacuuming of the uh, glass cup, uh, it sucks up the the blood suddenly. So that caused the uh, purple marks after uh, I removed the, the cup. But it's also depending on your uh, health state, state of your health. If there's more stagnation or more, uh, how can I say, uh, more issues in the body, then the color uh, changes into more like a darker color mm -hmm. and it swells more than uh, other, yeah. My, my darker ones always tend to be like right above my pelvis, like my back, right. Oh, uh, that like. that belongs to your intestine like my area. Liver and yeah, my liver, gut, intestine mm -hmm. area. Which yeah. would explain my eczema, which is why I went to Doctor Kim in the first place. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how was it now? Um, it's a little better. I need okay. to make another visit with the Okay. <laughs> it's been a, I don't know, probably a month or so, but I've been yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. It's been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good question because what are, I want to know what are some of the most common issues that you see patients for? Oh, okay. From like a uh, very simple cold or very simple headache to cancer patients or post-op yeah, patients or like a, uh, from like a very little uh, baby to like a 95, 97 year old gentlemen or ladies coming yeah for their like uh, everyday <laughs> yeah, visits yeah so there are so wide of uh, various of the kinds of the illness yeah I would think that after you <clears throat> have a lot of people that come to you when they're sort of at the end of their rope with sort of a western modality I would think that people that are just experiencing general fatigue and they can't figure out why, skin issues, <clears throat> headaches, and then I would think also, I mean, you mentioned fertility, but I would think also a lot of people are drawn to it just because they have chronic pain mm -hmm. and they just think like, let me give this a try. Yeah, like woman, man, after like a 30 year old, we are having more and more problems because we are living in the very busy world and yeah we are getting more stressed so that caused the blockage of the energy and uh, blood flow in the body and they start to uh, piling up the problems and that causes the, all different kinds of issues yeah and yeah i'm getting more and more and more patients coming for the unknown uh, pain issues including uh they thought it's about rheumatoid arthritis osteoporosis or any yeah nerve pain but they don't know real reason why they are having that kind of issues because uh, although you are going to your medical doctor for those kind of pain, they are just giving you the pain medication and maybe just uh, some kind of advice, do the exercise or like that. But they don't know the original reason for that. So those patients came to me and tried for the, like their last choice and tried to ask me why and yeah depending on their symptoms and also all the manifestations on the body i try to find the original reason and the root of the reason why they are having those kind of issues in the body yeah <clears throat> so you had mentioned you even see babies mm -hmm. when you have children that are really young so I, I would love to talk about different age groups but starting even with the age group where the child may not be able to communicate mm -hmm. what they're feeling but their parent just notices like something is wrong something is off i don't really know what to do if let's say a, somebody was listening in and they thought like yeah i just noticed something with my child is off they're not eating the same or they're not sleeping the same and i can't quite figure it out if they brought their child into you, mm -hmm. sort of how would you begin to decode and figure out, okay, this is how I can treat this person? Mm -hmm. uh, because they cannot say anything, so it's really hard to know the real reason. But from like a zero to, let's say, five or six years old, they cannot express what they really feels inside but uh, they're expressing some kind of different uh, acts to the parents because the parents are always looking at them so they can notice what's the difference, right? And when they bring their babies to me, um, for example, like uh, a few months ago, I had uh, one little girl coming to me and she had uh, unknown like a pain syndrome mm -hmm. in, the, the, in the leg area. 
and she's been through the all different kinds of examination like a CT scan and MRIs and uh, she tried like a counseling and physical therapy and pain medication everything but they could not find why and it was really difficult to uh, care of that, that that kind of pain and she came to me and we started the acupuncture and also she had a hypnosis uh, therapist so we worked together at the same time for her uh, for a while and like after two to three months of the treatments she got better so the the major issue was the uh, her stress inside yeah so how how do you needle a little child that's like wiggly and wants to move all over I know. the place. Oh, yeah. So sometimes and also the little ones are scared of the needles. Yeah. So that case, um, I try to use the, the little magnet seeds with the, the sticker on top. So I put the, the, those magnet seeds on top of the acupuncture point. And for those little ones, it's enough. Yeah. The, the magnet is enough because they have more warm yang energy than the adults. So if we do something to them, it's a bigger effect than I do that to the adult patients. Yeah. So the little magnet uh, can change their chi movement inside the body. Uh, so the, I usually use the, the magnet to the, the little ones. Yeah. And then what about from about five years old to maybe 10 years old? They now can uh, express their uh, feeling a little bit, but still it's really difficult because they're very expressive. And if, if they don't like something, they just ran out from the <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> they try not to get the, the acupuncture. So in that case, I try to spend more time talking with the, the little ones and try to explain what this is. And actually, the acupuncture treatment is not happening for the first visit for them. <laughs> they come back like a second time and third time. After they got used to the, the environment, I start to the treatment and then they know, oh, this is not scary that much. And, Oh, she's not hurting me. So yeah. Yeah. I can imagine <laughs> as a little kid, just if you have an issue where you've had MRIs mm-hmm. and x-rays <clears throat> and you've been to so many doctors and you've kind of been poked and prodded and then you go to see a doctor where it's like, okay, well this doctor really just uses needles <laughs> and you're a little kid and you're like, what? Like, yeah, I don't want to be, be yeah. <laughs> I mean, just hearing that you would be mm-hmm. freaked out, but we know that they're so tiny mm-hmm. that you really don't you don't feel anything. Yeah. Um, the only time I really feel anything is when a point is needled and it just must be like I have a lot of stuck energy in that place mm-hmm. or there's just a reaction and it's not like pain from the needle. It's all it's almost like an internal feeling where I'm like, ooh, like I I know that you got a good spot. Yeah, I'm like, it's we're like breaking a something up. Or the mm-hmm. singer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a singer. Like a of, <laughs> you got a lot of zingers the last couple of times. Right now, for sure. Like you'll hit that spot like on the ball of my ankle. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. There's not even any room to go in there. And uh-huh. My whole foot will be like. Because yeah, he was a lot in, into a lot of stress at the time. Yeah. No. He was so tired. And mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah, complained about the, so much distress and tiredness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's why you yeah, had more sensitivity. Yeah. My yeah, feet were on fire for like an hour. They're <laughs> 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 just like, I was like, I'm not touching those. <laughs> and then what about, I would think that maybe from like 10 years old to. <clears throat> maybe around 18 puberty yeah 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 Yeah. the type of different needs that you see children come in for at that age what are more common symptoms Mm -hmm. or issues yeah uh i uh couldn't explain more in detail for the like a zero to uh, maybe eight like 10 years old in between that area it's more the problems coming from the development or the the growth yeah that causes the unknown pain but it goes away after a while, after you, you grow up enough. Yeah. But so mostly those uh, pro- problems are naturally solved. Yeah. It's not very serious, but age from like eight to 10 to like 17, 18 years old, those period, it's more complex because that's the time when you experience more changes in the body your body grows so fast and there's a hormonal fluctuation in the body so you cannot control your mind by yourself yeah 
Uh, as an adult, we know uh, if there's uh, like a hormonal changes, we already experienced those feelings in the past, so we can control our feelings. But during the time of puberty, you never experience about the feeling. So for, for them, it's really difficult. So that's why they come to me with actually with their parents because they don't come to me by themselves, but they're usually parents who bring them to me and uh, try to talk about uh, the, their developmental issues and also the, the hormonal issues and uh, they're also the mental issues yeah yeah that's what I was curious about even with young kids <clears throat> if you see parents bringing in kids that maybe have attention deficit quote-unquote issues mm-hmm. or just seem to be acting out out of nowhere um, usually it's not out of nowhere something's going on but if you see a lot of that or if even kids that maybe as they get older are beginning to say that they're experiencing some sort of anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or something along those lines Mm -hmm. even during those childhood years they're also experiencing very uh, hard things like adults does they can experience like uh, some kind of accident or uh, losing somebody or yeah, any anything can happen in their in their lives, right? So that can give them like uh, um, the mind uh, pains. No, yeah, it's a trauma. Yeah, yeah traumas. Yeah. So um, when I see those kind of patients, I try to talk more time in depth to know their mind more uh, deeply. So, like for example, uh, when you get stressed, it can make like an energy stagnation in the body, especially in the liver, and that blocks up uh, like all the circulation, and that causes more serious issues. It's uh, same thing happened to those uh, the little patients, and when that happened, uh, that caused also a lot of problems in their body, and they cannot uh, handle. So if I uh, talk in depth with them for a long time and they express their feelings, like uh, bad feelings out to me and to the, the environment, even that can disperse the, the stagnated energy in the body and that can solve their problem by themselves. Yeah. So they just need the, those kind of time to talk about it. Usually it's difficult to talk in depth with their parents because they care about their parents and they care about their loved ones so they cannot really uh, truly express their uh, mind but if they come come to me and if like a person to person they usually talk uh, in depth and uh, try to be honest and they talk more in detail so even like at that time can solve their problems. If yeah. they're old enough, do you ask the parent to leave the room? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You, if the patient wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. even as an adult, if my parent was sitting in the room with me and I needed to talk about an issue, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you cannot uh, talk. Yeah. yeah. It's different. It's different. There's yeah. There's also a trust that you need to build with your practitioner. Mm-hmm. And, like you're saying, even just through speaking, body language, you build that trust. Yeah, yeah. And while I'm doing the like acupuncture therapy and other kind of methodology to them, I I am keep talking to them and try to get more information from them. What's the what's the root of their uh the problem? So if I only know the the root of the problem, that can also so solve the problem by by itself. Yeah. Yeah, because the body is viewed as its own healing system. Mm -hmm. So when the body is functioning at homeostasis, it it basically can heal itself. It's like we get a cut Mm -hmm. and the cut heals. Every time we get a cut, we don't need to get stitches Mm -hmm. and have an ointment placed on it and a bandage. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. our body can heal itself. It's just we have a lot of other external factors that begin to play and and like you said, there's stagnation or there's some sort of imbalance that then doesn't mm. allow the body. Yeah, you're you're very uh, right because um, we are uh, living in the like a too much information. Yeah, we are getting too much information. Uh, most of them are uh, the good information, but some of them are not right and not very accurate. So we are still getting those information, and whenever you have you have problem, 
you worry about the, the problem, right? So try to solve the problem as soon as possible. So try to use this method, this method, and this method. Try Google and get the information from some kind of unknown website. And if you use that, and that can also cause more problem in the body, right? But the very important thing is that your body already has the, the best healing system and that can uh, solve all the problems if you just change a little bit of things in your lifestyle. Yeah. With a lot of the patients that you're seeing now, you said that you've sort of seen an influx of infertility. Yeah. So uh, I was very fortunate. I did not struggle with that, but I did see you during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was interesting to receive treatments going from somebody that was not pregnant to then through pregnancy. It was one of the only healing modalities that I did for myself. I think I was coming in every single week mm -hmm. to see you yeah. because I, it was like, I just felt like I needed it, especially as I grew. <laughs> it was really important. So can you talk a little bit about treatment for infertility plus pregnancy? Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. These days, uh, there are like a increased number of patients coming for the fertility issues, not just for women, but men too. Because these days, yeah, as I told you, we are living in a very busy, busy world. Yeah, so everyone's just so busy, so it's very um, competitive. So you need to study a lot and you need to spend more time in the school. And after graduation, you need to get a job and uh, you need certain amount of time to get settled down and after you get married and you you still need time until uh, the husband and wife get together well and then you plan for the baby that takes a long time right so because of that uh, a lot of stress and also time time wise yeah time of pregnancy uh, get delayed yeah these days yeah so i think that's the most issues these days that's the most patients are complaining about yeah so there are so various reasons about the the infertility these days but most of them already been through the like uh, western medicinal method and they've been through so much different uh, types of treatments from many different kinds of physicians and when they come to me they are really tired mm -hmm. yeah they're, they're tired of all different kinds of trials and yeah everything yeah so it's not just their physical body but also mentally they are having the difficult times yeah and also the, the age group is very uh wide from like early or uh, even before the like 20 years old to like uh, um 50s yeah like late 40s and early 50s yeah until menopausal symptoms started yeah so like uh, earlier years they usually already having the the problems over with the menstruation period so they already had uh had experienced hormonal issues that causes the menstrual issues and sometimes they are having the cysts or like, like endometrial endometrial yeah, yeah issues that cause the infertility yeah so that's why they're coming or like a middle 30s like early 40s because of the ages and because of the stress from the work or the the environment that caused the infertility or the after like the 40s 50s yeah because of the the time wise yeah and their age yeah it caused the infertility yeah the the reasons are very wide yeah and then when you have a patient let's say that the <clears throat> patient's female versus a male is there a certain amount of treatments or a certain amount of time where maybe like okay typically in maybe four months if you're coming in i mean do you recommend patients to come in every day or i'm sorry not every day once <laughs> a week or twice a week for a certain period of time and then after maybe like four months they can they should sort of expect to see some sort of result or maybe their imbalance might begin to clear if the patient has the pro uh, the actual the physical pro issues like uh, the cyst or the endometrial uh, problems then it's it's about really the, the physical issues so i need to see those patients more often than the patients coming for the uh like hormonal issues or the regular the period problems yeah so for those patients coming for the, the physical problems, I recommend them to come like uh, twice or three times a the week 
depending on how severe the problem is. Uh, for example, um, a few months ago, I had a woman patient. Uh, she had a um, like a four cyst in the endometrium, and um, the size of the those cysts were pretty big. Like so, her uh, doctor recommend her to have the, the surgery before uh, she planned for the pregnancy. So uh, she already had the, the surgery uh, planned for like uh, in, in three months and she tried the acupuncture for, their, uh, for her like last experience. Yeah, so she came to me and she uh, discussed about her issues and everything. Actually, um, I know this kind of issues better or uh, more in depth because um, I am also a woman and I also experienced those kind of issues uh, in my earlier years and uh, I try acupuncture on myself all the time if, if I get any issues so I uh, in my experience and I, I try myself and I know how to get rid of those issues. You're so, your own guinea pig, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, when, when I have any, any kind of issues, I was like, oh my God, this is the chance. This is <laughs> so I need to try this so I know better about these issues, right? So uh, for that patient, it was like that too. Because in the, in the past, honestly, I also had the, uh, the cyst issues and uh, yeah, I had a similar kind of experience and uh, because of the acupuncture treatment and I took some herbal medicine for a while uh, I could get rid of those cysts by itself yeah wow. yeah in like a few months yeah wow. so I explained that to my patient uh, with my experience yeah stories so she she was kind of really relieved and yeah because um if I just explain her about my like knowledge from the like books Maybe she cannot uh, understand fully, and she yeah. But uh, if I explain her about my experience and everything, then she she how can I say trust me yeah. better mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah. So and I gave her yes yeah, similar kinds of uh, acupuncture treatment. I did my best to her, and uh, after like a few months, she found out only like uh, two cysts left in the uterus, and she anyway went through the surgery process but yeah still it was not four but two yes she was very satisfied about the results so she's still coming <laughs> for like a routine yeah visits yeah so i'm very happy about those kind of results and yeah i can help them all the time yeah and what about with men yeah also the increased number of the men patients coming for the fertility issues because they are also getting so much stress from the work and after they get married or they have relationship you know, I don't know, but in nature, I think that they try to make the, the environment more safe for my partner like that. So mm -hmm. they have more stress and worries. So mm -hmm. I think that causes the, the uh, fertility, infertility issues for men. Yeah. And uh, they usually the earlier years, they, they don't come to visit the acupuncturist and I think there are very low numbers about the infertility issues for the younger men, but like after 30 or middle 30s, uh, they're starting to having the, the issues uh, because of the, yeah, mostly about the stress and sometimes about the like, physical issues. Yeah, uh, for the physical issues, I always recommend them to go see the, the medical doctor to find out the real reason and then come back to me so I can continue the treatment uh, in combination with the, the Western medicinal yeah, treatments together, then uh, the results come, uh, comes back uh, very good. Yeah. And the other case, if it's about the stress or the worries, then uh, I always do the like, counseling and with the, the acupuncture treatment together to uh, give them more, how can I say, um, power <laughs> or energy yeah yeah for the, the fertility issues yeah so if there's anything that like the the general person can do in their everyday life oh okay to better it does it's not related to one issue per se but just in general that they can do to kind of keep themselves healthy from mm -hmm. the lens of 
traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. Uh, most of my patients ask me about the like use of the herbs or any like a supplements so they can use it for their everyday lives. And sometimes they already been used some kind of herbs uh, that can they that they can get from like a Whole Foods or the the Trader Joe's and they came to me. Oh, I used this and. I think I'm having more problems <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah so uh, I know there there are good information on the like uh, uh, internet and everywhere. But uh, first thing you need to do is that you need to know about your body better before you use uh, some kind of herbs or the the supplements. I know they're like a milder than the the regular uh, herbal. Uh, extraction like a medicine or the, the regular like a prescribed medicine but still if you are using those kind of herbs by your choice like for a long time then it can also uh, cause some kind of issues to your body so for example if your body has like a heat in nature you are born with the, the more heat than uh, other people uh, and you heard from uh, somewhere like a, or news media or any uh, internet source you heard that the cinnamon is good for your like a circulation and you're you've been using the cinnamon for a long time you know uh, the cinnamon is very good herb uh, for people who are having the like a cold symptoms so that's why uh, cinnamon is very popular during the winter time but if you are using this uh, cinnamon for a long time that can make you more heat in the body and that can cause blood pressure issues or headache issues. So you, you need to ask uh, the professionals before you're using the certain kind of herbs. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I've <coughs> been putting cinnamon on fruit almost every day and you're telling me that I have so oh, I'm okay. a, fire, a fire element. That's why you've been turning the AC down so much. It's been cold in here. Yeah, so maybe I need to, maybe I need to back off on some of my cinnamon. In. Yeah, and also cinnamon can dry up the body fluid you used uh, for a long time. So here's the tip. Uh, if you want to use certain kind of herb, then add the ginger or the jujube. Okay. It, it can yeah, it can make everything like a medium power. Yeah. Okay, so basically, <laughs> don't be your own Google doctor. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So if someone doesn't necessarily live in Southern California, but they live elsewhere, is there any recommended site that they should go to to search acupuncturists in their area? These days, actually, uh, there's a rise of uh, use of acupuncture worldwide, especially in America. There are more demand about the using the natural healing, the alternative medicine, not just acupuncture, but also the different kinds of naturopathic or physical medicine, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, so there are high demands in US right now because they've been uh, experiencing a lot of side effects from the prescribed medicine or like a use of the chemicals. So uh, these days, uh, many people are trying to find uh, like a natural way. So the US government and also the state government uh, tries to find more like acupuncturists or the natural healers. Uh, so these days there are uh, more acupuncturists and more like natural uh, doctors in every state. So I think it's not difficult to find the, the practitioners. Is there some sort of credential that you recommend, like a board certification? So most of the acupuncturists has the state licensed. And uh, in addition to that, sometimes they, uh, they get the, the national yeah, certificate. So, yeah. Because similar to someone like a nurse, for example, just because you go to nursing school and you complete your degree mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you can practice because you have to pass the licensing exam. Yeah, that's and right. it's uh -huh. similar with acupuncturists. So yeah. you, you can go through, receive your degree, but you actually have to pass the license, licensing exam to yes, be able to practice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so every state has the different requirements. So uh, the basically, they require uh, to graduate from certain kind of acupuncture school for uh, a certain amount of time. And they need to finish the uh, internship and the, the experience in the, the field for a while. And then you, you can uh, apply for the, the state board exam. And also the, each state has the different uh, numbers of the like, subjects or the, the fields uh, about the, the exam. So, 
uh, each state has the different requirements. So yeah, after you fulfill their requirements, uh, they give out the uh, license for the, the those practitioners, and yeah, that's how you you get the the, the certificates from the state and the nation. Yeah. And now tell us a little bit more about where we can find you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, right now, uh, I have two offices, one in uh, Long Beach and one in Torrance area. So I mostly work in Long Beach area like uh, five days a week and the other two days a week, uh, I work in Torrance area. So you don't take any days off? No, not, not these that's days. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> not right now. That's oh what, that's what if, you, if you are always practicing acupuncture on yourself you don't yeah. Think yeah. yeah i guess yeah so. i try to have at least one day off but uh as i told you uh, there are more demands and you know acupuncture is not like a stressful job and mm. i always enjoy uh, spending more time with my patient mm. yeah although i'm working i'm still um communicating with my neighbors and yeah, talking about their lives and my life. So, yeah, so that's how, how I meet the people. So I enjoy the time. So I don't think it's like a stressful work work. But yeah. Yeah, if that's you're doing it. what you love, you're loving what you're doing. I mean, that's the best <laughs> way to do it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And go ahead and give us the website where someone can reach out to you oh, at your okay. clinic. Yeah, so I have two different uh, websites. So my Long Beach office website is the www.hudabiwellness.com. Dot com so h u d a v i and wellness.com and the other one the torrance office uh, is www.acuwellness.com so a c u and wellness.com yeah so easy to remember <laughs> and then on social where can people find you also oh yeah uh acu wellness uh, also has the the facebook pages and also the instagram so you can just uh, search like Acu Wellness Clinic uh, on the Instagram or the Facebook. Yeah, you can easily find it. Awesome. Yeah. And if you could leave the audience with a key takeaway. Okay. Uh, actually, I really like to talk about this uh, because um, these days we are having outbreak of the, the coronavirus around from uh, Wuhan, China. And it's it's becoming very serious uh, this time and I know uh, right now uh, the uh, President Trump is uh, doing the, the announcement on on the news media right now about the coronavirus it's already the, the third time announcement from the White House so I know it's getting more serious and for the parents and also the people who tries to get pregnant or already pregnant uh, this time, uh, try not to be outside where the people are gathering. And if you need to go somewhere, some kind of event or anything, always uh, wear the face mask and try to bring the, your own hand sanitizer and try to sanitize your hand uh, frequently as many times as you can. Yeah, it's really important. And if you feel like you're, you're getting sick, uh, try to be inside and try to avoid meeting any people because this is really a uh, uh, serious uh, virus and it's very um, easy to catch because uh, all my families in Korea right now are experiencing the very serious issues because in Korea there, there are more than uh, 3,000 people confirmed and it's increasing numbers and even in US like uh, even like uh, uh, last night it increased to uh, 60 I think 7 now from the 62 yesterday so it's it's increasing and it's in the community right now so uh, people were having the little kids or the uh, you're pregnant you you need to be extra careful yeah and Right now, there's no cure, no uh, vaccines for that. So you need to uh, make yourself very strong. So take uh, multivitamins every day and try to get some good supplements to increase your immunity. So yeah, your immunity is the uh, only thing you can believe, you can trust. Uh, so yeah, try to get strong, yeah, get healthy, yeah.
Yeah, you like vitamin C and vitamin D in combination with each other for immunity. Yeah, for immunity, the vitamin D3 is essential to make the immune cells. And also vitamin C can help to give more energy to that. So increase the dosage of uh, vitamin C and D. Yeah, although uh, it shows a certain amount of dosage on the back of your uh, vitamin bottle, you can still increase the amount yeah during this kind of time of uh year because um the if your body use enough and the, the rest of them you can just excrete it out from the body yeah yeah so, they usually urinate it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, whatever you don't use you mm-hmm. just dispose of yeah. as you go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah and as i told you earlier the ginger yeah, it can also increase the immunity of your body so you can make ginger tea and uh, I think if you can make it like a warm tea then it can also increase the immunity in the body because if you increase like a, just a one degree uh, of your uh, body temperature it can also increase the, the activity of your immune cells so and you like to chop up ginger chop up a real piece of ginger and boil it uh, you can chop up but uh, if you're too lazy about it, then you can just peel the, the outside and you can uh, put the whole ginger into the water in the pot mm-hmm. and boil it for like uh, 30 minutes. And you can keep it in the fridge and you can uh, make the, the warm tea every time. You know, I have some in the fridge right yeah, now. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to get some pokey later so we can just grab the ginger from that. Right. right there you go. <laughs> oh, and the, the cinnamon right now is good. Yeah, because okay. uh, yeah, cinnamon <laughs> opens up your uh, the the pores of the skin and let out all the bacteria or viruses from your body to outside. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep it the, going. The sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A few more weeks of cinnamon. <laughs> all right. Well, Dr. Yeah. Kim, thank you so much for oh, joining us. It was it a was, pleasure to have you. It's, it was my honor to be here with you too and you're sharing ideas about the, the traditional medicine. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for helping <laughs> us to elevate the vibe. Thank you. Bye. All right. <laughs> hey there, Vibe Hive babes. If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're feeling really generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. And as always, thank you for joining us to Elevate the Vibe.